Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Block, episode 169. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Darrigan. Alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. Am I Luigi or Guigi? Who knows? Hi, everybody. Ed, you're the Guigi to my Luigi. Ah, yes. But that means I can't stay away from water. I gotta stay away from water. Yeah, sure. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that works. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, how's it going, Ed? How's your week going? How's 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 life? How's it is snowing here in the Midwest in Illinois, and I see that Ohio got no snow. You have guys have a bunch of leaves, and it looks beautiful, and all of that. Uh, it's still cold. <laughs> it's supposed to be like thirty-five <laughs> oh, yes. degrees tonight, which is normal. You know, it's uh, it's that time of year. November. Yeah, I know it's it's November. You know it's uh it's gonna be cold and exciting colors and everything. So you know. Yeah. Uh, it rained yesterday. Uh, before this recording, then in the morning, I seen all this white stuff. I'm like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, feeling good. Feeling very vibrant, happy about some future things that's coming up. I know um, I'm very. Uh, we so the the next couple weeks here. Here's the breakdown. I'm I'm moving in two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow, right as of this recording. <laughs> so uh, next weeks next week, Ed and I are going to record two shows back to back. One's going to be you know an, uh, a a normal show where we talk about news and and have a topic and everything. And then the show after that, I'm saving all the questions that we get this week and next week uh, for a question, uh, just a giant question block episode. So, uh, And yes. then during the question block episode, uh, we will kind of spell out what's happening with Nintendo Power Block and the future of the NX project, which, you know, if people have been following us on social media and stuff, uh, you know, we're going to do kind of like a breakdown of what's happening with that and uh what we are doing as a team you know you you me ed uh you and me with jesse and ray uh what our plans are for the future uh we did a little bit we talked a little bit about stuff uh a couple weeks ago about what we would like to do uh and you know tomorrow saturday's recording of of the nx show uh, we're gonna talk about some things beforehand and kind of vote on some things. A uh, couple, couple teasers for you. Uh, pro- the NX project and Codename NX have always been meant to be a a kind of placeholder name for us, uh, but I feel pretty, pretty, pretty good about the name that we are voting on. Uh, you know, I we've we want this to be a a team based vote, but I th- mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that we we're gonna finally choose a name for the project. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am, dude, I'm hyped. And the and the theme song Jesse sent us the the demo, dude. I listened to that thing probably 15 times in the last <laughs> pro- well probably since lunch since lunch today. I've probably listened to it about 15 times. I was like, man, this is exactly the vibe I want for this name. It is. It literally, when I was listening to it, I'm like, this literally fits. It just literally fits. And I can't listen to it no more because I want to hear the final product. I don't want to uh, 
well, the th- here's I don't, the, I don't want to the... dig. I don't want to dig in. I just like I know that you got some fine tuning to do, and I want to hear the fine tune version. Yeah, but what he gave us was just like this is a great start. Yeah. So uh, I, man, dude, I when he sent when he sent that, I was just so just I was I was ecstatic to be honest with you. I was like, this is exactly the vibe I want. This is the 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 tone i want to set for us it's very upbeat very positive very kind of like you know if you're playing a game like grab your weapon and let's take this let's take this battle to the to the bad guys right like that's 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 oh man yes. it just it it reminded well, me we can't we can't no, say no more no we can't i know, say no I, know, more. I, know, I, know. I know i got one more Make thing sure. to say i'm gonna say one more thing it really gave me that feel like that old like mega man or like just oh that music from those from NES and Super Nintendo yes. like that that's yes. the, like like modernized obviously but like it just really gave me that nostalgic that, feeling of of yes. sitting down behind my parents couch and just playing games and I was oh man it was so it's so good I cannot wait for everybody to hear it uh on the NX show and I think he's going to write us a new theme song for Nintendo Power Block as well although I haven't really this if he's listening this to this episode, this is probably the first he's hearing about that. But it's, <laughs> you, you, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited about our future, Ed. I I love the ideas that we've come up with, and and you know the last week or so has been kind of stressful and and weird, and and things are changing. But like, I'm I- so confident and so proud of what we're doing that it's uh, yes. it's so hard to keep it in right now mostly because i don't want people to steal the name <laughs> to be 100 percent honest and i'm actually a thousand percent surprised that it is not taken anywhere so and and unfortunately everybody when you're hearing this and seeing this we can't go no further you have to wait yeah. we have to because we don't yeah. want anything to slip, <laughs> we're placing an NDA on uh, on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how it's gonna go is we're doing this week's episode. Obviously, normal except for this part, right? Like it's gonna be a normal episode. Next week's gonna be a normal episode, but the week after that uh, is going to be an evergreen kind of question block episode uh where we just answer your questions and then we'll follow up with a normal episode the following week uh because i'm moving and i want to i want to make sure i get everything set up and uh yeah that's that's basically how it's going to go uh today instead of question block ed and i are going to talk about how we want to do game of the year this year for nintendo power block since uh, we brought it back in a kind of a big way in uh, the future of everything so uh we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of have a candid discussion about our game of the year and how we want to do it do we want to do categories do we want to just do personal top tens that kind of thing uh which i think might be a cool thing to do but uh so yeah that's that's how it's gonna go but uh i'm ed i'm so excited i i haven't been this excited for something uh for for a while you know i mean i'm i was excited when we decided to bring power block back uh yes uh per uh, listener demand to be honest <laughs> with that uh you know but also i can't wait to work with jesse and and ray on more stuff i can't wait to do do these other uh shows and, and, and videos and live streams and stuff so uh it's i'm 
I can't tell you how excited I am. I hope everybody can tell how excited I am. But you're uh, very giddy. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Excited. Dude. I am. Like I'm so excited that I can barely like get it Contain out. How it. excited I am. But um, anyways, we're gonna do. Uh, some of this housekeeping real quick. If you're new to the show, welcome to Nintendo Power Block. This is a great time to be to jump in on the on the fandom of the show. A great time to be a be a Power Blocker. Uh, each week, Edward and I get together to talk about Nintendo games, news, analysis, rumors, and other shenanigans. You can find Nintendo Power Block on YouTube, Spotify, and your favorite podcast apps every Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we are planning on going back live. I'm just trying to get a few things set up and. Uh, probably after I move and everything, we'll go back to doing live shows uh, on the uh, NX Mixer and Twitch channels. Uh, so you can find them there. Um, so jump jump on there. We'll we'll be there. Uh, very, yes, dude. I I can't contain how excited I am. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at CoreyHD713 and that retro code, and uh, check out our other podcasts and content. Uh, so yeah, uh, Nintendo Power Lock. I thought about giving it its own uh, Twitter again, but uh, since we're kind of folding it in under the NX banner and everything, we're just gonna keep just gonna keep the NX show just one Twitter. Everybody has the one Twitter, one Instagram. Every you know what I mean. Like I think it's just yes. easier now that we're all kind of focused on this one thing. Uh, I, I just think it would be easier to do that and then let our personal feeds be the, the ex, extra feeds if we need it, right? So um, also, optional opinion. I know, Ed, you had Jesse on recently. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, that's download optional opinion on your podcast service of choice. Yes, the new season it has officially started, but uh, the episode episodes will be starting rolling out next week. So. Yes. Uh, also, we are giving away a game. Uh, in November, we are giving away a digital copy of both Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. You yes. can enter up to four times by uh, each of the following. Screenshot your podcast subscription, uh, review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, five-star reviews are the best, so leave us some five stars. An NX YouTube subscription and a Mixer and Twitch follow. Uh, send us an email of your screenshots to nintendopowerblock at gmail.com and tell us where you listen to to the show and what you like about it uh the winner will be drawn on thursday uh november 14th so get your entries in uh yeah that's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time man i'm so excited i'm so (laughs) excited for this give like the fact that we're getting to the point where we can do giveaways again and stuff like it's just exciting it's just an exciting time man uh yes ed i'm so excited (laughs) to hear about what you've been playing (laughs) so i'm just excited uh, can you tell i'm excited i I think this the the episode title is just gonna be we're excited excited (laughs) please no we're excited (laughs) No need for clapping. Uh, so I've been playing Ninja Clash of Carrots. Um, this is like an auto scroll arcade, like beat 'em up. Um, I kind of had it for like a year, and I'm just like, you know what? Let me while I'm at work, uh, let me jump into this game and play. And I've been playing it in like small spurts when I'm at lunch, or if I get to work early, uh, I'll play some. 
say something there. And I'm kind of enjoying it. It's getting a little bit difficult uh, because of... Some of the weapons are taking some of my magic, and I need my magic, like the dash and everything. So it's, it's the difficulty is repping up, but it's repping up really nicely in a in a sense. And nicely saying that it does not get in too difficult, but the challenge is there, and it's, it feels good when you actually make it through. Um, also, we turn to Grace for Explosion Machine, getting my uh, skill level back and everything. Uh, I still need to practice more and more because even though I beat the game, it's always good to be like, you know what? I could get that C that I got at least up to a B and I probably get that B up to an A and you just work, you work at it and you kind of get like sucked back in uh, to it. Uh Played a little bit more of Damon X Machina, getting a little bit further into that. Uh, playing Contra uh, Collection. Uh, been playing the first game over and over, but been, actually been playing like the Japanese and European version. Uh, and I haven't been making it like to the end. And I try, I only reason why I'm doing that is I'm not doing the Konami code. Um, I'm trying to just play the game like it was originally attended for that game. And so, um, just trying to get better and better at it. Um, so, uh, it's, it's more of, uh, you know, playing by memory and everything and paying attention to the enemies and what's going on the screen and just reacting in a certain manner. Um, I did pick up Luigi Mansion 3, but I did not, Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, but I have not started it yet. Uh, so when you guys check out next episode, or if you guys check out the NX show, uh, I will have more detail about that game. But pretty much uh, at this time, that's all I've been playing on Switch. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of Nintendo games I got to catch up on and I got to get through uh, before Game of the Year. Because. Uh, we any way that you see it, I think Nintendo's gonna take Game of the Year. I think one of their titles is gonna take it this year. I um, I hope so. You know, I I mean to be fair, there's been a lot of good like a lot of people are saying it's been like a really down year for games, but I actually really think it's been like a pretty decent year for games in terms mm-hmm. of like what I like to play and yeah, I know like some some games have, have been like it's it there hasn't really been that uh, 10 out of 10, like, universally, appra- like, we have games that we like that were 10 out of 10s, but, like, yes. in terms of major outlets are like, oh, man, these games are all 10s. Like, like the year God of War and Red Dead came out, right? Like, a lot of outlets were giving them those games 10s, right? And you were like, okay, well, the major outlets are going to give either God of War or Red Dead game of the year that year, right? So, uh, but for me, like, there's been a ton of games out there that are really solid games that I think a lot of people, you know, I feel like whatever wins game of the year this year is going to be a game that people, like, choose from the heart instead of, like, technical prowess or controls or whatever. You know what I mean? Or even like, sell numbers. Like, like control, right? That's a game that's been getting sevens and eights. But I all I hear are people, people praising the crap out of that game, right? Yes. Uh, so, or, you know, the Outer Worlds, pretty decently reviewed game. Uh, not a huge game, but a game that people are, are loving nonetheless, including me. I played the first three or four hours of it. I'm, I'm really digging it. Uh, coming to Switch soon, hopefully. Uh, but 
Yeah, they said uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, but as for me, I've been playing not much because of, you know, this week has been kind of crazy and in, uh, in good and bad ways. So uh, I haven't really gotten to play much. I did play a little bit of Tetris and Fire Emblem last night because uh, it's, it's one of those comfort food games, right, where, like, mm-hmm. I just want to get – I needed something to just – be comfortable and, and let me just <laughs> not think about things and and just yeah okay strategy strategy RPG and and te- Tetris are two games that you really have to think but you know what I mean like yeah I don't have to like think about controls or fighting a hard boss or anything I just play to have fun and grind and, and you know mindless fun as they say yes uh, yes. So that's that's really all I've been playing. I don't really have anything new. Uh, I could talk about the Outer World since it's coming to Switch, uh, but uh, I yeah, because I yeah I I play I'm playing a certain game on Xbox and I I'll save that for NX. Yeah, so uh, I mean I I I guess I can save save that for the NX show, but uh, I'm really really digging the Outer Worlds. Uh, if you have Xbox Game Pass, you have it right. Uh, but that's that's kind of it. You know, I've been working on on. I I wrote a letter to you guys uh, this week, and uh, you know, I, I what plans that we are gonna vote on Saturday. So that's kind of been yes. my week. That and working uh, work has been kind of stressful <laughs> the last like two weeks. Uh, so that's ugh, boy, that's a uh, and it's resting. Not it. It's not that I'm stressed out at about the job itself. It's just people are leaving and it's going to make my my job a little bit more difficult than it should be uh but you know it, people leave jobs it's fine so uh that's 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 really it i don't have anything else to say about games i've been playing uh <laughs> i do want to play luigi's mansion but since we're moving and uh you know i've got a bunch of other games to play and and i have a list of a couple games i would like to get but my birthday's coming up and Hanukkah and Christmas. So, uh, certain games are going to have to wait till then like Luigi's mansion. And, uh, I really want to play that new star Wars game that's coming out. Uh, A Jedi quality. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon obviously coming. And then I would also like to get dragon quest and the Witcher for switch at some point, but yeah, uh, I, I, those two, I need to get like dragon quest and, uh, Witcher three. I want to get, uh, there was some, there's yeah, there's some stuff in September that came out that I'm like, man, I need to go back and get. Uh, and it's it's funny that you mentioned like Sword of Shield, um, because like that Friday, the day before that Thursday, I get paid so I could go get that game. So hopefully, I have the funds to go get it after doing the sudden repair thing and getting some other stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of all I've been playing. So, uh, I, 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 I forgot that my switch wasn't plugged in to be a hundred percent honest. Uh, so I, 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 I literally, I literally plugged mine in around like five o'clock today. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had it in case. Yeah. Like last night I've, I was playing Tetris and I, it was at like 49%. I played Tetris for like a half hour, and it, then it was at like forty percent. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm gonna play some Fire Emblem, dude. A half hour after Fire Emblem was at seventeen percent. I'm like, oh, <laughs> boy, better. Let's just plug it in and go to bed. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. All right, Ed, do you want to get in some of these news bits? We got a, we got quite a bit to talk about here uh, to be. Oh, do we ever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Did I forget to. I forgot to add the link into there. It's all right. We'll do the second story first, and I'll go to the first story after this. Uh, so everybody knows Reggie retired from Nintendo this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave his first uh, uh, talk at, at Cornell College of Business. Uh, uh, so he, let's see. Hold on, let me let me start that over because I just got really lost in what I was talking about. Uh, Reggie is now a a he works for Cornell uh, College of Business, uh, and he chose to share his knowledge of business and leadership in his first talk. Uh, so. I'm going to read this article from Nintendo Life. Uh, Reggie reveals his favorite game from his time at Nintendo and his Smash Brothers main, uh, asking the important questions. It says, uh, former Nintendo of America president Reggie fils recently hosted a talk at Cornell College of Business during which he chose to share his knowledge of business and leadership. However, some of the most interesting nuggets to come out of the lecture were predictably related to Nintendo. Reggie mentioned, for example, that the late Satoru Iwata was initially against bundling Wii Sports with the Wii console. He also revealed that he's rather happy that he no longer has to field questions about Mother 3 coming to the West. (laughs) That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, As promised, edited highlights from the lecture have now been posted on Cornell's YouTube account, and we've got a few more pieces of interesting info. Reggie was asked by members of the audience which... Uh, what his favorite game during his time at Nintendo is, answer may not come as much of a shock. It's The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, Reggie also was asked which character he mains in Smash Brothers. He revealed that he likes to play as Zelda and Ridley. Uh, so you can head over to Cornell's YouTube page uh, for more of Reggie's talk. It's actually quite interesting. I was listening to it a little bit uh, in the car today. So... Uh, Reggie is a fantastic speaker. I lo- I love listening to him talk. Yeah, it's he's so interesting. But uh, I I'm kind of surprised to be honest with you that his favorite game since he worked at Nintendo since 2000 and what four three or four uh huh is Breath of the Wild. And don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic game. It's one of my it's probably my favorite game of all time now that I've you know. I still think about that game constantly, but he he's he was there for like Metroid Prime and Wind Waker and uh, like Brain Age and like all of these fantastic games that in like Breath of the Wild is his favorite. Like that's that I mean that I mean that's so like in a man. It's just it's it's, it's, it's interesting. I- I think when you're in a position like that, your taste of games changes. And he probably that's, have that's he fair. probably have a right. He probably have a lot of favorites, but I think something about Breath of the Wild popped out to him because it probably came from like this new experience, and it's just like this is kind of breathtaking. And huh. you know, I get to go in and do some amazing stuff in this game 
that I'm finding out myself and still learning. And so I think Reggie probably like digged in and was just like blown away on how the team approached uh, the Zelda series and brought something that's that's still traditional and still organic, but just f- like completely feel fresh and that you could get lost in. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that was super interesting, and that he likes Zelda and Ridley and Smash. Like I, I guess that doesn't really surprise me. Zelda is actually like a pretty top tier character, from what I understand. Yes. Uh, so I mean that doesn't really surprise me, but uh, you know, it's I, I like hearing things about Reggie that like a lot of corporate people don't really seem like human, you know, like they, they, Mm -hmm. they're very, and I don't want to mean like they're just saying whatever, but, uh, Reggie always has had this really comforting human element to him, you know? Yes. And and the fact that he's talking about like his favorite games and who he likes to play in smash and stuff like that. Like it's comforting to know that like someone who's very human kind of, you know, ran the company for a long time. So, uh, I, I just I like hearing that kind of stuff. So, uh, any other thoughts on that, Ed? I just I no, think you guys should I, listen to the talk, though. It's very very interesting. Uh, even the ed- the pared down edited version on the on the YouTube channel. It's very interesting. So, uh, our next story, not really a big news story, but Nintendo has revealed the top ten best selling games for Wii U, 3DS, Wii, and DS. As of September 2019, uh, this also comes from Nintendo Life. Earlier today, a new earnings report from Nintendo revealed an updated list of the top 10 best-selling Nintendo Switch games. Uh, but what about 3DS, the Wii U, and even the consoles before that? As part of the report, Nintendo has also provided updated figures on these older systems. And while software sales for these consoles are pretty few and far between these days, the DS totals have actually remained the same for months on end now. Uh, it's still interesting to see the. Uh, accurate up-to-date lists you'll notice as uh notice that as well as being the best-selling switch game mario kart sits right near the top of every single list here we knew it was a popular series but seeing its success in cold hard sales numbers is pretty mind-blowing uh i'm just gonna run we're gonna talk about this wii u list first uh mario kart 8 uh, 8.44 million which is over half of the install base owning that game uh Super Mario 3D World at 5.83 million. New Super Mario Bros. U at 5.79 million. That's that kind of surprises me that a 2D Mario game uh, did not outsell the 3D Mario game for the generation. There is kind of a reason behind that. Uh, but go ahead, I'm gonna let you finish the list. Uh, Smash uh, Smash Brothers in fourth place. Uh, Nintendo Land. Splatoon, Mario Maker, New Super, uh, New Super Luigi U, uh, Wind Waker HD, and Mario Party 10 round out the top 10 list. So, uh, yeah, man, Mario Kart 8, best-selling game on Wii U, not not a shocker. Mario Kart is uh, Mario Kart 8 is, in my opinion, the best Mario Kart, uh, and the fact that you know, if you bought a Wii U, you might as well just own Mario Kart. <laughs> It's pretty much so uh your thoughts on the wii u list ed um it's 
I'm 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 really happy to hear those numbers. And the re- the reason I mentioned the thing about like a 2D Mario is that I I think 2D Mario's is still popular uh alongside 3D 3D Mario's, but a lot of people love the 2D ones because definitely for kids. I think New Super Mario Brothers because on how that's how the DS game kind of brought that uh, brought that um, kind of placed out a little bit back to this modern age, and how that led to New Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers Wii, which really took off. And I would be surprised if that's not number one on the Wii list um, because that thing sold a bajillion copies. Uh, it, it's kind of I thought I I literally thought that New Super Mario Brothers for Wii U would actually be maybe second place right after Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Oh, cause on how popular the 2D games were, especially mm-hmm. with New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, especially uh, with uh, you know, the Wii one. We'll get to that number in a in a minute, but you know, that's that new Super Mario Brothers Wii sold like hotcakes, man. You could not find that game anywhere because it was always sold, right? Like And every it, and what people got to realize that for years, I don't even think it price dropped once. It was still 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're going to move on to the 3DS list here. Uh, not surprisingly, Mario Kart 7 at the top of that list uh, mm-hmm. with 18.5 million. Uh, Pokemon X and Y at 16.5 million. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Pokemon Omega Ruby out of a Sapphire. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2, New Super or Super Mario 3D Land, Animal Crossing, Smash Brothers, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and Tomodachi Life. Man, Tomodachi Life is the tenth best selling game on the, mm-hmm. on the 3DS. Tom- yes. Yep. Man, something about something about it. So I I don't know. I thought Animal Crossing would be number four, five or four. I mean, but then hearing the list, I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no crap. Pokemon sold a ton on 3DS. <laughs> yes. I, and, and and this is... Okay, so a little story about... Uh, what was the last one that came out for 3DS? Was it... Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were the last Pokemon. Ultra Sun and Ultra... Okay. So, while everybody was going to Best Buy and going to uh, Target and, and like picking up the game... Uh, at that time when it came out, I was working at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Nintendo and Toys R Us put a sale on the game where if you buy one, you got the second one 40% and you got a special bag. Yeah. So, people were, you would end up paying uh, like, I think everything came out to almost like $73 or $80 plus tax yeah. with a free like container bag. Yeah. And, that was kind of like this is I'm like this is a smart move on Nintendo, getting people to buy both copies so the sales for that one title could actually sell more. Because I bought it, I was going to, plus I have my social discount. I was just like, yeah, let me take this, and I did. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty excited for uh, Sword and Shield to be honest with you. The more and more I watch on that, the more and more it's like, man, I'm really excited for that. So, uh, 
Let's move on to the the Nintendo Wii. Uh, man, there there are some killer games on here, uh, and probably something that people are going to roll their eyes at, but it's fine. Uh, Wii Sports, no no surprise there. Eighty two point eighty eight million copies. Uh, I know it was bundled in, but later it was not bundled in, and you had to buy it, and it was twenty bucks. So yeah. Uh, Mario Kart Wii at 37 million, no surprise there. Wii Sports Resort at 33 million. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii, 30 million units. Right, that's a that's so many. Uh, and times that at sixty dollars. Yeah, uh, that's a hundred, like a, what, a hundred eighty some million plus. Yeah, so I that's mean, it's bonkers, it, man. That's that's crazy. Uh, we play 28 million, but. You know, that also ha- came with the extra remote, <laughs> which I think is why a lot of people ended up getting it. Uh, Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Super Mario Galaxy, and Wii Party round out the top ten there. Uh, you can definitely tell that the uh, Wii was the quote-unquote casual generation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean... Mar- it was, it was we, something I mean, creative new. I, but, like... Some of the best games were the casual games. Wii Sports is still probably my favorite experience on the Wii, right? Like yeah. it was it was amazing. Like just bowling and tennis themselves were like just so much fun and like I remember I took my Wii home one time and my dad and I played a round of golf on the Wii. It was awesome, you know. It which was... which I have to ask, is Wii Sports the only game that has hit that level of sales for one console for one console yeah mm, i don't know because I, I, cause I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't count grand theft auto grand theft auto i don't think it's the best selling game of all time um and the reason why i don't consider it is that that's sold on multiple consoles for uh, you know you're talking about uh, like single console sales yeah si- well well, single console sales, yeah, but just like, yeah, for single for one game to be on a single console, is Wii Sports the only one? I mean, I wouldn't because that would it wouldn't surprise me if Wii Sports was that right. Like it, it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know it was bundled in and everything, but still, it's like can't deny how much that game that game alone sold the Wii, right? Like it wasn't right. a Mario game, like. Mario 64 sold the N64. Super Mario World sold the Super Nintendo, right? Like, those are games that sold the systems, but they were aimed at gamers, right? Wii Sports was the game that sold the Wii to a lot of people, right? Just like Brain Age sold the DS to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the casual machine. I think the only two kind of, quote-unquote, hardcore games on here are Smash Brothers and Mario Galaxy, right? Like, right. Those are those are the hardcore games. So uh, the Wii was an interesting console that wasn't my favorite console, but you know it's it had its audience and it was it was a unique device for sure. Uh, so it, it, it it's plus it places plus, in the middle of my one of my favorite Nintendo consoles. Plus plus like you you look at it and it hit kind of at the right time before like Facebook games were a thing, before mobile games were a mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and this was where the casual audience went to play their their quote unquote casual games, right? So, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna move on to the DS. Uh, 
best-selling game was New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that game was very, very uh, interesting at the time because we hadn't had a 2D Mario game since, what, Yoshi's Island, I think? Mm-hmm. So uh, that that hit a lot of people right in the nostalgia buttons. <laughs> uh, Dogs, uh, Mario Kart DS at 23 million. Uh, brain, uh, brain Training at... Uh, 19 million Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Pokemon Black and White, more brain training, Pokemon Heart, Golden Heart, Silver, Silver, Animal Crossing, Wild World, and of course, uh, Super Mario 64 DS at 11 million, rounding out the top 10. So, <sighs> DS is a very special console as well, right? Like, it, dude, remember how ugly that first iteration was? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. That for the the fat DS was just awful. It was I terrible. Had, I had the blue one. I did. I I almost got a DS, and I was like, no, I'll wait. And like two weeks later, they announced the light. I'm like, that's it. The I, D- and I got the DS light is still the one. best one. I still think the DS light is still the best one because it plays. It still plays your Game Boy Advance games. Yes. Plus, uh, it was it. Ah, man. The DS it was thinner was awesome. and sleeker. Yeah, it was yeah. so it was so good. Yeah, I bought a uh, Castlevania uh, Aria of Sorrow when I got my first DS. Nice. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, again, those are the top ten selling top ten Nintendo games for each console. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a huge surprise of the list there. Um, Kind of surprised that like there's only like one Zelda game, only you know a couple a couple Mario games, which is kind of surprising. Uh, but you know people like what they like. Exactly. So, all right, our next story: uh, Nintendo reconfirms major release windows for upcoming major Switch games, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime 4. Still, TBA. Uh, every three months, Nintendo provides an update, an updated list of its upcoming major releases to keep investors in the know and as ha- and as happy as possible. We've got our hands on that very list and share it for you below, although it's not quite as exciting as, it's, as it has been in the past. The list doesn't appear to, have, to show any significant changes from the last time, but it does at least confirm that the games mentioned are still on track for their expected release dates. As it stands, uh, then Animal Crossing New Horizons is indeed still coming out next March without mm-hmm. any further delays. And all those heavy hitters at the bottom of the list are still on the way too. Uh, Metroid fans still have something to cheer about yesterday with Retro's new hire, which I didn't add it to the show notes, but we need to talk about that. Yes. Uh, I'm actually going to click on that link right there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that after this actually. Uh, so, the United States, uh, correct as of October 2019. Uh, so the the heavy hitters for for the U.S. are Ring Fit Adventure is out already. Uh, Luigi's Mansion came out today. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield still on track for November. Tokyo Mirage Sessions Encore uh, still on track for uh, September or for January. Uh, yep. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition early 2020. Animal Crossing New Horizons, still on track for March. And then the heavy hitters, Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, and Breath of the Wild sequel are still TBA. So not much really to talk about, but 
it's exciting to see that Tokyo Mirage Sessions and Xenoblade are coming uh, soon. I I can't wait to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions, dude. It's oh such, it's yeah, such a good game. I I really hope people give this game a shot. If you, man, just the fact that uh, and I just played through Fire Emblem and it's gonna give you all those Fire Emblem vibes. It, ah man, I love it. So good. Oh, the soundtrack is still amazing. I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people got mad because it's censored in the U.S., but you guys are just gonna have to get over it and play it because it's still real good. Yes. So, uh, yeah. T- I mean, uh, you have anything to say about these games? Are you which games are you most excited for on this list besides the TBA ones? Because those are the ones we're really excited for. Well, of course, uh, Sword and Shield. Uh, definitely uh, took a Mirage Session FE, uh, Sharp FE Encore. Uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to Animal Crossing. I want to see how this new game on Switch, on how it plays, and what new stuff they're adding. Um, uh, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I'm waiting uh, to see what the date is. Um, and the only reason why, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I still got the original and everything. I want to see what surrounds it and if it's going to be a battle of, like, do I get this or do I get mm-hmm. this? Uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that it's that that game gets market right and it gets in the right place uh when it gets released yeah my thing with xenoblade is like i remember it being great at the time but uh you know we the other day we uh on nerds gone rogue we were talking about metroid prime 4 and or Mm -hmm. not metroid prime 4 metroid prime 1 i should say and uh we were talking about how it was a fantastic game of its time, but the the game with its controls didn't really age as well as the game itself, you know? Yeah. And I wonder if Xenoblade Chronicles is going to have the same uh, problem, even though I don't, uh, even though it's an RPG and like it's, you know, turn-based and has, has its own kind of feel and look to it. Right. Like I just, I, I hope they take the time and, you know, like I think the game that I want to compare it to honestly is the Final Fantasy 10 10 2 remasters and the Final Fantasy uh-huh. 12 remaster where like yeah. because they're very comparable that the technology when those games came out was is very comparable the those games graphics were very comparable at the time right and so like if they take a little bit of time and kind of remodel some of the characters up you know do a good job upresing the the textures and the backgrounds and stuff like mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll have the audience, especially the Xenoblade audience, right? So, oh yeah. Uh, I I hope, and Nintendo always takes the time to make these games, you know, better when they re-release things, right? So, uh, yes. Hopefully, they do the Let, same for Xenoblade. And it looks like one of the lifts off is really putting some work in to make this feel like uh, this brand new uh, paint that's there place on it like the graphics and stuff mm-hmm. that like the, it the really Shulk, looks better the shawl character model in the trailer looked really good uh they yes. don't like they don't look like up res 3ds models right they look like new character models that fit right like they look like how you remember the game looking instead yes. of like just up res models from the 3ds version right so yes uh, which is kind of how you know, the Final Fantasy remasters looked right. They looked like you remembered them, not how they actually looked back then, just in <laughs> HD. So, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, those games are very, very good, too, the Final Fantasy games. So, uh, 
very excited for Xenoblade uh, and and Tokyo Mirage Sessions also. Uh, I rewatched the Tokyo Mirage Sessions trailer earlier today, and it's man, that game is. Uh, oh yeah, I, I was actually watching. Dude, I cannot I was... wait for that. I was actually watching the Nintendo Direct for September, and I was just like, man, these games that are just coming out, like, this is crazy. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move on to this uh, uh, tangent story. (laughs) I should say, excuse me, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait till we move because then I can actually be, like, loud and and boisterous (laughs) because, like, my baby's room in the wall from my, our, the podcast station is they sh- share a wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, I, I feel myself in my head trying to like be quiet. Yeah. And not be like projective. And like, I feel like I have to like tone everything down a little bit and I get in my head and then sometimes I forget what I'm saying cause I'm in my head. <laughs> so, uh, in a couple weeks we should be back to like hype central. Right. So, yes. all right. So, uh, the Met- Metroid Prime Four dev uh, Retro Studios hires Halo character modeler as new lead artist. Artist. Uh, he is the character modeler for Master Chief, and he is the character modeler for uh, uh, the the what's the guy's name from Halo Four? Uh, um, God, the the guy. He's he, he's the main character in the Halo movie that they made. Uh, or TV show, uh, Ford Unto Dawn, and now he's the uh, commander in Halo 4. Uh, man, I forget what his name is. But uh, he modeled Master Chief from Halo 4, and remember how good that looked on Xbox 360? Yes. Dude, this has me so excited to see what he can do with a you know technically better console and Nintendo first-party hardware and program and software to work with, right? Like... If you can get the Samus suit to look like as detailed as the Master Chief suit from Halo Four, oh, uh-huh. oh my gosh, dude, I'm so excited. The thing it, we're gonna get more into it, but the thing, like I, I was, uh, I was, I mentioned you the story, and I was telling you, I was just like, it's so weird that people left Retro the Droid Three Four Three that have that Halo Four look like a Metroid game, right. and now it kind of like reverses. Like if they could get Halo, if they could get Metroid Prime Four to all we closely we resemble a little bit of Halo, mm-hmm. and have like amazing detail and semi suit, the world that she's gonna be in, like yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And I think in by the looks of it, sorry, buddy, by the looks of it. I I'm just I I was just like I want to play Halo Four again to kind of see the art direction. Yeah. Uh, well, for that game. in Halo in Halo Four, he modeled uh, uh, Lasky was is the character's name. He okay. mo- he was the uh, he, he modeled Master Chief, uh, Cortana, uh, the Grunts, Lasky, uh, and uh, a couple other you know, helped out on a couple other things, but in halo five, which has me really excited, he modeled, uh, he, he modeled buck and Tanaka. He, uh, the entire, uh, uh, fire team Osiris. He modeled, uh, uh, well, him and his team, I guess, but he also did the, uh, Promethean knight and knights and the Promethean commanders. Uh, 
which, you know, they could look like they could be ripped straight out of Metroid because they have like the orange lights and the feel. Like, you know what I mean? You remember yeah. when Halo 4 came out, we were talking about how much that reminded us of Metroid in just terms of character design and, and feel and look yeah. of everything. This is the guy, right? This is the guy that, he, like, just looking. I'm look. I'm at. I'm on his uh, art station uh, uh, portfolio, right? Uh-huh. And I'm just looking at all this is like, you know, I if he if he's the new lead artist on Metroid Prime Four, it has me very very excited about what he's it's- about to do for this game. It's so crazy because when even if you look at the trailer for Halo Four, it gives you that Metroid feel. Mm-hmm. Just looking at it, and I'm just like, yeah, like seeing him come in and seeing what he's gonna do. I, I, so now we know, and this is probably just me guessing. I think Metroid probably will be ready by 2021. It may be a March game. Uh. Because if they're just still hiring people, like the actual production production of working on the game haven't came out, uh, haven't started yet. They're probably still in the pre-planning stages, like doing art for the enemies, the level design, probably doing like animation tests. Like I think Retro is probably starting straight from scratch. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Any, I, I think now. I think now, like any old assets that the other companies were doing before they we started fresh I'll, i think now none of them are going to be in that game and they're st- starting straight from scratch yeah i'm like just looking at his portfolio when you click on uh, spartan veil in his uh, art station portfolio like the models and stuff it's probably the most comparable to them to the to samus's armor right because it's it it's like a female soldier with with cool looking armor and the visors and stuff like i man this this guy has me really excited about what he he can bring to to metroid so uh yeah it, it's it's full circle man when they all left to do halo and now now people i don't know if he originally worked on metroid prime but the, uh, here, let me just read this. Let me just read the article, I guess, because we never okay. even read the article. <laughs> uh, uh, Retro Studios, uh, the developer currently working hard on Metroid Prime 4, has bolstered its creative talent by hiring Halo series character modeler uh, Kyle Hefley. Uh, the news comes from VGC, which reports that Hefley has been snapped up by Retro Studios uh, to be the new character artist. Uh, you'll almost certainly be familiar with his previous lurk with titles like call of duty black ops sleeping dogs halo 4 and 5 all under his belt you can check out his portfolio here or we've shared a couple of pieces for you below so uh yeah it he he, his work is is pretty top notch and you know so i i we both love halo (laughs) i mean yes I think I still think Halo Four is the best Halo. To be a hundred percent honest with you, in terms of story and stuff. So, uh, but anyways, let's move on, Ed. We've we've yes. got a couple more stories to go through in in a topic. So, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night uh, Switch performance pa- patch is finally out. Uh, the long-awaited Nintendo Switch graphics and performance update is now live. Focuses and focuses on four areas of improvement: input lag visual quality crashes and load times uh 
So 1.03. Sorry, I got a. T- I just got a message from Jesse that he uploaded the f- the the new cut of this theme song, and I, just, <laughs> I got really excited and distracted. <laughs> uh, where was I? The version 1.03 update brings all these improvements. Was uh, was detailed on Bloodstains forums and is in response to the serious frame rate and optimization problems that appear on the Switch, but no other platforms. Uh, input lag has been eliminated throughout the game. The controls should be more responsive. Visual quality has also been improved, so it looks more clear and has more detail. Uh, overall stability has been improved in several situations uh, that have previously caused crashing, most notably when reading books from the bookcase. Uh, so, Lastly, certain loading times have been reduced by up to 70%, but it is noted that there are still areas that need improvement. So yeah. pretty. I'm I'm going to wait for digital Friday to do a reporting on that patch. Yeah. Uh, I, this game I still want to play, but I want to play it on switch and I want to wait till it's, you know, I want to wait till it's ready to go. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad the game is on switch and everything. Right. But I want to wait till this game is, is done and ready. And, uh, really really just ready to go because i i'm actually really injured enjoyed curse of the moon the 8-bit one yes that game was actually very good right like i i loved it i i was very surprised at how much i loved it because i'm not really you know I'm, i've talked about it on the show before i'm not really a castlevania guy right especially the old ones right i just i never got into them i never had them and i just never went back to play them right uh, but I uh-huh. thoroughly enjoyed Curse of the Moon. Uh, it's up there in terms of, of indie kind of retro style games. Up there for me was Shovel Knight. Uh, yes. Which is saying something because I love Shovel Knight, right? And I think in terms of quality and just what to expect from a retro style game, that that game is just on point. So it uh, is. It's yeah. also only $10. So. <laughs> yeah, it, Jesse keeps it, it, messaging the group chat, and I'm just very excited to listen to this theme song. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> uh, so if you hear buzzing, that's Jesse telling me how awesome his theme song is, and I can't listen to it after the show. Uh, all right, let's let's go to this last story here. Uh, Nintendo. Uh, this also comes from IGN. Uh, Nintendo will make more 3DS franchises available on Switch. Uh, Nintendo has said that it will bring additional 3DS game franchises to the Switch console. As tweeted by Wall Street Journal technology reporter Takahashi uh, Makazuki, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa said the company would make more 3DS franchises available on the Switch with the aim of conveying the appeal to the handheld-only light model. Uh, in the tweet, it says, as a surprise, as a surprise analyst say, is a regional breakdown of light sales. It's similar to consoles selling 800k in the US versus 9 uh 390k in Japan. Usually Japan leads handheld at, at launch with US catching up at the end of the life cycle. Uh the result is encouraging for Pokemon games coming next month. Nintendo chief Firakawa said a uh, company would make more 3DS franchises available on Switch to convey appeal of the light. So uh, not surprising, you know. I I think they really want to. I think they see their place in the market and how people are playing their Switch. Uh, most people are playing it handheld mode, although I actually prefer the TV to be honest with you. But uh, a lot of people are playing it handheld mode, and the light you can only play in hand in handheld. And 
appealing to that audience makes sense, right? Uh, hopefully that means we'll get some Mario and Luigi games or ports or, you know, uh, maybe Bravely Default. <laughs> you know, those uh, kinds yes. of games. Man. Remember last Christmas they teased Bravely Default for Switch with the uh, the main girl from Bravely Default holding the Joy-Cons in a Christmas costume? Oh, yeah. And we, nothing. 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 Just got Octopath Traveler instead. So speculation. Mm. Yes. So. But that's it. That's that's interesting that they're going to try to appeal to the handheld audience. I hope they don't stop with the main, uh, you know, kind of oh aiming towards uh, the console gamers, right? Like I hope they I hope they say, hey, you can play, still get Breath of the Wild two, but you can also get, you know these handheld aimed games so oh also uh shout out to grezzo they sold three million copies of Link's awakening um it's one of grezzo's highest rated games that they sold so even though uh untitled goose game sold with a sold digitally for switch more people bought i think more people bought uh Link's awakening physical than uh digital so shout out to grezzo for that three million that's that's crazy. I bought both. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's our news. Uh, we're going to, like I said at the top of the show, we're going to skip question block this week. But please send us your questions because we're doing a very special question block episode uh, for the week that I am moving. So uh, you can email us at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com. Uh, also in our giveaway our topic this week, uh, we're just going to have a candid conversation about how we're going to do Game of the Year this this year. Uh, Ed, I just want to hear your ideas, your thoughts, like what you want to do uh, in terms of Game of the Year this year and, and kind of moving forward. I know the NX show is going to work a little bit differently. Uh, yes. I almost said the new name of the show. <laughs> it almost <laughs> came out. Uh, but I, I just want to know what you think of what we should do with power block and, and how we approach that. And, and like, do you like, do you want to do categories? Like, do we want to make like, uh, like a category episode where like we pick like, you know, best art and we pick three games in each category and like have 10 categories. And then we talk about each category and then the following mm. week we'll do like our top tens style things or what do you want what do you want to do like i, I, I think, think we could I, I think we we could do half and a half um where we do about let's say six categories for switch um and then we have kind of like our our 10 game list um because i think i think there's some stuff that even if we just got to it of his backlog, sometimes that stuff wouldn't be like, oh man, this I'm now playing this. This is why this should be the big game of the year, or this is why I did win game of the year. So I think we could do half and half. I think we still do the point system uh, for our list. Uh, but then, like, also with those six categories, give certain games that might not be on our list those awards. Uh, and then maybe ask some viewers and the listeners, hey, you know, maybe we take some of their uh, categories that they want us to uh, give a get, get to a game, and they could put in their uh, nominations, and we vote on that nomination, and that game would get that award. Yeah, we could 
we could we could do something like that. I think that sounds like a like a cool plan. Uh, I think you know I I I I, I want to talk about like what kind of categories we would like to do. Like you want to do like like best art or do you want do you want to do something like that? Like best I. I'm, I would, I'm really I would struggling do to like think of categories so, right now. I just so, meh. so, I probably would do, uh, best i best ip, uh, best new ip release on Switch, uh, because I, even though we got like a lot of ports and stuff, I think we could nominate some ips, um, uh, like some new ips that came to switch you know damon x machina uh astral chain astral chain um all right i gotta go actually to uh, I, I gotta find a list of that but <laughs> you know stuff like war did war Groove come out this year yeah yeah war Groove. like and we can have a mix of indie and first party even third party uh you know god of robo uh stuff like that like what's that new ip that actually came out that you know deserves kind of a award because we always we could always do best nintendo first party game and we already know that there that's a lot of stuff lined up um we could do best port game um like witcher 3 uh divinity original sin uh dragon quest uh X, uh, Dragon Quest XI S um, you know we could also probably do like best sequel like or or best license games like so we could do a lot of stuff that we could play all best uh, backlog game that we played this year on Switch mm-hmm. uh, that we definitely enjoyed you know we could go off of that and everything like there is there is so much stuff it's, and really we could even do best E3 moment of Nintendo of 2019 was it the Breath of the Wild reveal was it Panzer Dragoon uh, was it the reveal of Bedro Kazooie, you know what got us like excited, uh, you know about E3 that we liked, or what about the Nintendo Directs this year? What do what part of the Nintendo Direct like really excited us outside from the E3 demonstration? So that includes the indie showcase uh, and the Nintendo Directs. Like, there's a lot that we could really choose from. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot like I think you know, I think we could do like something goofy too like dumbest new character like I yes, know, like Guigi <laughs> uh <laughs> or you know, it's like the biggest dork or something like like Game Informer does a lot of cool things too in their magazine of like like they'll have like their top 50 list and then they'll have like, you know, uh best new characters, all that kind of stuff, but then they'll also have like uh, biggest dork or best boss battle, yeah. right? Like that kind of thing. Like I think we could do something interesting like that too. Uh, uh, who was the who? What character was the best meme? Is it the goose gay? Is it the goose? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that, I, I mean that could also like be that. You know, like I, I think, sure. I think. Speaking of Untitled Goose Game, I think that game has really taken over. Like 
the like the gaming meme <laughs> yes by storm like even my wife was asking about it and she doesn't play games at all she's like why are people posting memes of a goose <laughs> i'm like <laughs> there's a game where you play as a goose and everybody thinks it's funny <laughs> uh so i mean and they, like yeah it, it uh pretty much probably because uh, I, I want it's going to it's so weird because we kind of got to have Microsoft in this the conversation because they gave us Ori the Blind Forest and Cuphead this year. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we got uh, the Fox game, uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, Another Xbox what, game. <laughs> right. What else did we get from Xbox? Like. I mean, we we. I know it's not really an Xbox game, but like we got Hellblade and we're getting Outer Worlds, yeah. right? Like, I mean, those are technically Microsoft Studios games. Like, I mean, I know it's not Xbox games specifically, but right, uh, you know, Ninja Theory and and Obsidian are now owned by uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. So, uh, you know, we got those games, and those are great games. Hellblade on Switch is still great. Please wear headphones when you play that game. It's the yes. sound design in that game is incredible. So, um, yeah, man, game of the year is going to be really challenging this year because I played a lot of great games on Switch specifically yeah, I, this year. You know, like I exactly I don't have a lot of time to play my other consoles, right? But I did play a lot of games on Switch this year, and I'm very excited to talk about Switch game of the year in particular. I, I can literally say that I think this has been a year where everybody pretty much bought of all of Nintendo's first party games. You know, Super Mario Maker, uh, to Yo- uh, Yoshi's Crafter World, uh, uh, Ultimate Mar- uh, Marvel Alliance uh, 3, uh, Fire Emblem, Astro Chain, um, Link's Awakening, uh, Luigi's Mansion. They're probably gonna be part- buying Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's like, for just for me saying that list, that's eight first party like titles for Switch, mm-hmm. and people and pretty much people all are eight. I don't think no other console you literally can name where you bought all eight, or you had eight releases of first party games mm-hmm. on the, on that system. Yeah, and like I. I do realize that Nintendo does a lot more first party output than the other consoles, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's just Nintendo. They've always been that way. But like when you release that many first party games, you expect one or two to be like a dud, right? Right. They were all very good, right? Like they, they were, none of them were bad, right? Like even, you know, I know Yoshi's will, uh, Yoshi's crafted world is your, one of your top games this year, right? Like, yes, you could have expected that to be a dud, right? And like, I know it's simpler than a lot of other games in theory, but like, still wonderfully crafted game and still a, a fantastic playing game, right? Uh, right. You look at Fire Emblem, first console Fire Emblem in a long time. That could have been that could have gone either way, right? And it turns out to be one of the best in the series. Uh, Luigi's Mansion haven't gotten that since GameCube, like not a it's you know not a nintendo first party studio still put out a fantastic game uh so i mean mm-hmm. nintendo's really killing it you know and and 
I think I think they had a really strong first party uh, showing this year again. So yeah, you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be super super interesting to talk about game of the year. Uh, also, a ton of great indies came out this year. Uh, yeah, so it's it's gonna be it. And we we may just, of course, we're gonna have honorable mentions, but we may have to give like a a game that didn't make it. I don't want to say a game that was like super bad and no one didn't care, but just a game that didn't make it. That it had potential, but it just didn't work at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I hope. Man, I hope it. Uh, I hope some some interesting things happen with with game of the year like i i like i i know like our lists are going to be similar what what i mean by interesting things like i hope our lists are vast like vastly different so we can have interesting conversations right mm-hmm. it, it's not like one of those years where you expect certain games to be in like certain places on your list you know uh I, I just I think we're gonna have a really interesting conversation this year and uh I can't wait. I can't wait for game of the year, dude. So Yeah. Uh mine is gonna kinda gonna be challenging because of how I'm gonna be approaching it personally. And it's just like how do you approach this without you know, like ten games ten games this year is hard to do. Um, of, of the other two platforms that even PC was added I think it would pretty much be an easy list but I think this year literally for Nintendo you know it's going to be hard because it's just like whether the game is support or it's a sequel to a game or a new IP it's hard to see what people gravitated more than what uh than what you expect other people with just less. You know? Because it's just like at this point in time, like, does Astro Chain take it or does Fire Emblem take it? Or or do neither take it? And like crazy, it may be crazy, but Luigi's Mansion 3 could take it. Like, it's insane. And we don't even know if Nintendo gonna just announce something crazy and shadow drop it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. hey, for some people, shoot, Super Nintendo Online could have be game of the year. We don't know. It's crazy. I know. There's there's so much, dude. There's so many. Like, there's just so much, man. I I don't even know where to start, but I do know I, what I I think one of the hardest things or one of the easiest things and. I may catch flag for this, uh, but everybody just listen. <laughs> I really think I, I really think maybe no more than triple A third party games. I don't think it's going to be on a lot of people's list. Maybe could just Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, and uh, I mean, I think uh, I think Outer Worlds and Control. I, I don't know. Control, I'm control a, yes. I'm hearing I a lot of. Those, I'm here actually hearing a lot of good things about Modern Warfare. Uh, right, and and that's why I said Modern Warfare would be on the list. Control would be on the list. Uh, but, I, but I, I hear what know. you're saying. Like I, I don't, I don't think Wolfenstein's going to be on a lot of people's lists. You right. Know, I don't think. Uh, I mean, 
I think it's going to be a lot of indies and Nintendo games, and and you know what I mean. Like I, right? Uh, what did I mean? It's it's going to be a lot of fir- first party games and indie games. I feel like you know, right? Because even even Borderlands Sorry, I was, three. I'm trying to think of like what games like, even came out this year. Like that. That's like, how like weird of a year like, it's been. Okay, so I, Resident Evil Two would be on it. Yeah, Call of Duty would be on it. Uh, Control would be on it. Uh, uh, the Outer Worlds would probably be on it. Uh, I, I, I was debating. I was debating on Outer Worlds because I didn't know if Microsoft was publishing it or Obsidian was doing all of the publishing well, and developing. Uh, Private Division is publishing it. Okay, it's Two uh, K's uh, indie label. Okay, so those four. Uh, Borderless. I don't 3? think. I don't think Ghost Recon is going to be appearing on anybody's list. No, uh, <laughs> break the, div- the Division Two will probably end up on somebody's list. It, it may. I yeah, think, I think. I know. I think mechanically break- and like how that game plays and and what it rolled out was great. Uh-huh. I just feel like it was like one of those hit and miss games, right? Like I feel like. You know, even Ubisoft came out and said that it didn't meet expectations, which I don't really know what that means. But, you know, in terms of sales, it could have sold like 10 million copies and they wanted it to hit 15 million. Right. Like, you don't know. But uh, it was one of those games where a lot of people, I think, were excited for it because we're like, oh, yeah, more division. And then when people started playing it, they're like, maybe I didn't really want more division. You know, like that's that's kind of like that's kind of what I got from it. Uh huh. And like the people who didn't really play the Division One, really yeah. stayed with it and liked it. But the people who played a lot of Division One and moved on to the Division Two were maybe like kind of burned out on it, to be honest. Uh, and then right. with Ghost Recon kind of being similar <laughs> in a lot of unexpected ways, I think people are just burned out, you know. And a lot of people felt that it was worse than Wildlands. Because people did some people like Wildlands, well, some people they, did it. That's because they added a gear system and a leveling system. Right. And it was basically like like uh, when you compare it to like Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed making that an action RPG kind of makes sense, right? At in this day and age. But like turning a third person shooter series that's known for third person shooting and not an RPG series and turning that into an RPG. Like, yeah, I don't know if that fits. And I really wish like if ghost recon would have just been like a third person shooter, I would have been in on day one. Right. Cause I really like, I liked future soldier, which was the one for 360 and PS3. Uh, the last one on the systems. I didn't really play a lot of wildlands cause I didn't really care for wildlands but the way i played assassin's creed odyssey thinking about that and like transferring that into like that third person shooter style that i wanted uh-huh. point to be sounded like really good until they're like well there's a gear score and there's systems in place that actively like make you change the way you want to play the game like that just kind of turned me off and i'm like i don't have time for that right <laughs> so uh <laughs> I don't know. Game of the year on other consoles is going to be super interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't like it's, it's honestly uh, like, I don't know if anybody is like waving the flag for borderlands either though. No. I mean, like I I know people are like enjoying it, but like they they enjoyed it and they moved on. Like, yeah, that's, that's like, that's kind of where I see it. Right. So, right. (laughs) I, I, like, 
like I feel to me personally, I feel bad for Sony this whole year. You know, uh, not so much for Xbox, but for Sony because as much as people got on Microsoft about Crackdown Three, Crackdown Three did well. You know, it is a fun run. Days Gone, people thought it would be a, a really be- better game to Crackdown Three. But it had its problems, and like it was still buggy after it came out, and it took weeks for that game to get patched and even get new content. But nobody's talking about those games. Where Gears Five is a very high contender for Xbox, mm-hmm. and we have to see how Death Stranding does. If Death Stranding doesn't do what it should have done, and people are, I feel underwhelmed. Maybe Concrete Jenny might be the lonely first-person game for Sony. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm saying, right? Is like I really think I really think like first party and indies are gonna dominate lists this year uh, because a lot of these first party games have been in development for a long time, right? And, yeah. Uh, I mean, Gears is really high on my list for game of the year. I know Jesse and I still need to finish the campaign, but I really that game is so high on my. I did not expect like I expected it to be on my list because I really like Gears, but just the way they're handling it is just really making it. I, man it's, uh, just... it's it's on my game of the year nomination but i think that is my game of the year for xbox only you know i i, I don't think it's it's in the realm of discussions to have uh but i don't think it's going to win it just yet yeah. Because, uh, like I said, sort of. We got Luigi's Mansion that just came out. We got Sword and Shield that's coming out. Um, I think there's some. I think there's some. We got Doom sixty four. Uh, but even though that's a port, we got that coming out in November. And it's just like, and who knows is coming out in, in December? Like we still got a Nintendo Direct to look forward to next month we we have to have a nintendo direct next month because terry bogart is is the highlight for smash uh and you you want to have something at least out for december like panzer dragoon needs to be out but if they push it then to next year i think people could understand because there's been reports that it's not coming out to be what it needs to be and I don't know when she's a rage forest dropping so like we got a lot and then blue point today uh we're hitting at some stuff uh but we don't know what they're doing and everybody think they're remaking Castlevania Symphony of the Night or uh Siphon Filter or Demon Souls like it sounds like they got two games in production that they're porting or that they're working on and people don't know what that could be mm-hmm. yeah. you know so it's going to be an interesting discussion but I think for Nintendo it's going to be a harder discussion because you got so many choices compared to the other systems you don't really have that many much choice right yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy crazy year. So, uh, but anyways, that's that's gonna do it for this episode of Nintendo Power Block. Ed, I appreciate you. I appreciate you know what we're doing and and how we're kind of attacking this new uh, idea and this new this new uh, you know this this new 
product and uh, I'm excited for our future and I'm excited for the future of this show. Uh, I'm sorry that I've been a little bit tired and, and working on a lot of stuff lately and, and you know, I, I know I kind of have been, <laughs> I feel like I've been like just in my head the last couple days about, or last couple weeks, I should say about things. And I notice it on this show and other shows too. Like, I feel like I'm kind of in my head and, and you know what I mean? Uh, I just feel like I'm in, in, uh, not a funk. I feel like that's not the right word, but I just, I feel like I've been in my head and wanting to do more. And, uh, a lot of things are (laughs) getting in the way of me focusing on some things, but, uh, Ed, I just, you know, I want you to know that I appreciate you and I appreciate, uh, you know, Jesse and Ray, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm ready for us to, to be, uh, uh, to take that next step. You know, I'm ready for us to be full on, full in. It's, it's really nice to see the commitment that everybody has made to this. And, and I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to do this. So. Um, in, in due time we're going all in it's it's going to be an adventure and i i literally cannot wait yeah so uh i i want to encourage everybody to go subscribe to the nx projects youtube page uh like i said there's going to be some changes in the next couple weeks uh you know and, and it's it's going to be super exciting to reveal everything to everybody uh our plan and everything like i i think uh, once we reveal what we're doing and, and the name and, and the shows and stuff, like I want to have an NX show just explaining what we're doing. Yes. You know, and, and I think uh, maybe like in like two or three weeks, right after I get settled in from the move and everything, that's when we'll probably do it. Right. Uh, but I, I want to kind of let everybody know what we're doing and our plans and, and how it's going to work and, uh, you know, what we're kicking off and everything. So, uh, stay tuned for that. But, you know, Ed, I just, you know, you've been with me since the very, very beginning of what I've been wanting to do for a long time. And, you know, I, I appreciate you and your friendship and your, uh, dedication and stuff. It's, it's, been fun you know this friendship we've grown over six years of content creating together five years six years Ah, it's been a long (laughs) it's been a long time (laughs) Uh, too long i'm done goodbye uh no i'm just kidding no Uh, you can't i know i'm stuck i'm stuck with ed so uh i want to thank everybody for listening remember you can find nintendo power block every saturday uh at 7 a.m on your podcast service of choice on spotify and on our youtube page uh our website's going through some reworks right now, but you will also be able to watch it there uh, once we get everything fixed and set up and everything. So uh, you can email the show at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, and ideas. Uh, we will take all of them to heart and consideration um, and read your questions on the air. Uh, next week's going to be a good show too. Uh, Ed, you said you're off tomorrow, right? Yes. Okay, so... Uh, we'll do the retro show stuff tomorrow night. Uh, we'll play some Link link to the Past, if that's all right with you. Yes. Cool. Oh, I've been struggling not to play that game. I've been wanting to play it, and I don't I want to start another thing. Yeah, like, so maybe tomorrow we'll record like 
two or three episodes, I think. Yes. We're, we're getting pretty close to the end. We're going to have to let people vote on a new episode, on a new game soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. I think we got five more five more dungeons. Yeah, so uh, come check out the Nintendo Power Block Retro Game Show uh, every Thursday where Ed and I play through some retro games. Uh, right now we're playing through A Link to the Past, and uh, it's, it's good fun. So Yes. Check out the NX show, uh, the show Ed hosts and I kind of play the Robin to his Batman, and we got uh, got Jesse and Ray on that show too. Uh, we'll get them on this show at some point too. Uh, so, And we, we've got a lot of exciting content coming your way on uh, the NX project. So very yes. excited. Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Also check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and other podcast apps. Yes. Right? Yeah. Correct. Uh, and uh, check me on uh, Twitch and on Mixer at the Lyrical One. Yeah. Uh, I uh, oh, also, everybody, uh, right now, currently on my YouTube page, I'm going to be also trying to get it on uh, our new name. NDA can't say what it is. Uh, <laughs> but I have started a series called Hit Them Hard, where I'm taking games that I play in the past and actually play the hard mode, hardest mode on it. Uh, my first episode is up. Uh, if you want to check it out on my YouTube page, it's Lyrically C. Uh, you can check that out. And I'm doing I, the I first... Need to, I need to give you the uh, YouTube management of the, of nx even though i thought i invited you but so you can upload it you there. know what you you did invite me uh i didn't i didn't check my uh hotmail thing and then like canceled it out it probably expired like, i think it expired yeah. after like seven or 30 days or something because <laughs> something, yeah something's been going on with my notification stuff like yeah. i put my notifications on for everything to get and it's not coming up so well, i might miss tomorrow it. tomorrow before we uh start the retro game show we'll we'll i'll send you the invite and we can kind of walk through it and get it set okay because i need jesse and ray to accept their invites too but we'll walk through all that later so um but yes. anyways you can find me at corin hd 713 you can also catch me on the nx show and uh various other content here on uh the nx project be excited people it's gonna be a i'm gonna pull square enix please be excited <laughs> <laughs> uh but seriously i'm i'm thrilled about what we're doing i'm thrilled about uh content and, and videos and stuff uh, i've actually been writing again for the first time <laughs> in a couple years to be honest like really writing so yeah that's exciting too so uh, it's a good time to to be podcasting so Thank you, everybody, so much for watching and listening and for your support. Remember to rate us on your podcast service of choice. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Enter the Pokemon giveaway. And uh, until next week, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woohoo!